This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 119 is brought to us by Bybit. Listen up, traders, especially if you are in the United Kingdom. I've gotten this question a couple times this week. There is some semi-bad news. Thanks to your government, uh, UK traders will no longer be able to trade on Bybit starting October 8th, unless you do one of two things. You can switch over to their Apex Decentralized platform, which has always been an option and always been a link down below in the description. Or, and this is coming straight from my contact over at Bybit, you could also go to episode 91 of the 10 Minute Contrarian podcast and go that route. I have known several traders who have gone that route, and it has already opened up doors to them that were not available in the past. But UK traders, we would love to keep you on board. You guys have had a great experience with us so far, and you understand as well that with Bybit, membership does have its rewards. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian podcast, and uh, this is an episode I could have done weeks ago, but... I don't like to react too quickly. If, if I ever react semi-quickly to a news event or something like that, I generally do it on the blog. But with something like spot uranium surpassing the $60 mark. Um, now, now, first of all, why is that important? Well, because that is, has always been a magic number in, in many ways. This is when valuations for most uranium companies double, even triple in some cases. And it's also when a lot of these companies, keep in mind, most uranium companies do not take uranium out of the ground. They can, they have the land, they have the machinery, but they often generally don't. Right at that magical $60 mark, it starts to be worth their while. Now, the reason I didn't mention it before is because, and I've said this in the past too, that just because it gets there doesn't mean it's going to stay there. And the heads of these companies are smart and they know this too. So the big question going forward is, is this price going to stick? Are we now officially past $60 uranium and never looking back? Are we past that point of no return? Because if we are, it's game on. And it is officially the moment uranium investors have been waiting for. So as of the airing of this podcast episode, September 23rd, 2023, the current spot uranium price is sitting at $66.25, and at no point did it even attempt to go down after it passed 60 at least not for very long. Uh, but what's crazy is even though we have officially hit 12-year highs in the price of spot uranium, if you go look, a lot of these uranium companies have not yet reached former highs seen even just a couple of years ago. And this is the type of divergence I really like to see. I mean, how can you not? Allow me to continue to lay out the bull cases for uranium, old and new, here in episode 119. Not financial advice, of course, don't do anything I say. But let's take a step back a bit. Uh, one of the players who has entered the game, who was not always in this game, is Sprott. And they have the Sprott Uranium Trust. Ticker symbol SPUT. They are the chief buyers of uranium right now, not named Russia. Now, what happened back in August is the uranium spot price moved up $5 at a time in a month where almost nothing happens, especially in that market. And then come September, it went up even more. At no point in time during this run up, 
was SPUT buying uranium. They're normally the reason why numbers go up, or they have been recently. That is, until very recently, these past two months, price went up, but it wasn't them. This, to me, is a very handy little piece of information to have. Really for two reasons. One, either Sprott made a mistake and should have been buying during this time but didn't, and they will need to buy again later to replenish their supply, or it just goes to show that going forward, we may not have to rely on them anymore to keep these numbers steady and make them go up like we did in the past. Because believe me, they have been responsible for keeping a nice waterline for us this past year. They were a very key and very welcome addition to the space. Now, I guess right here towards the middle of the show would be a good time to mention the, the one real bear case for uranium that I'm hearing from people, and it, it seems very lazy when I hear it, is that we have no supply issues right now. There's a plenty of uranium above ground to go around. Uh, but there's one big problem with that argument, and that argument is that all of that uranium is already spoken for. You know, uranium is dealt in contracts, contracts that can go for years. And no matter how much uranium is above ground right now, it is not open on the free market. Oh, and on top of that, we are projected to have a 45% drop in production this year. In terms of supply, we are still paying for the sins of 2020. A 45% drop in production is bad news, unless you're an investor. And let's talk about the narrative for a moment. Notice how a lot of the anti-nuclear narrative has uh, just kind of slowly seen themselves out the back door pulled one of those Homer Simpsons backing into the bushes. Did I not tell you that was going to happen? Now, these people's last-ditch effort, their saving throw, was to complain about nuclear waste and what to do with that. But there's been a lot of advancements in what we can do with nuclear waste and just exactly how obtrusive it's not, especially if you want to compare it to the waste that wind turbines are giving off right now, like those numbers are coming out. We're starting to see this in real time, and it's really, really ugly. You know, wind power has been a disaster so far. Solar hasn't been great. Wind has been terrible. If anybody out there subscribes to Doomberg's Substack, it's great. I would say he probably does about a million dollars a year just on Substack alone, and it is so well-deserved. You don't do those kind of numbers on Substack without really knowing what you're talking about and really being able to show people a different side of things. And when it comes to wind power, it's like, man, if you only knew. And governments do know. You know they're not going to let the people know, because governments never admit they're wrong. And you have to keep this whole grift going. But contrarians, we all understand just how important energy is, and just how important and valuable it is going to be in the future. And nuclear is not only the one that works the best, it is by far the best green option available. And governments, if they want to stay in power, and that's the only thing they ever want to do, are going to have to come to this realization really quick if they're not there already. You know, it's one of those things, too, in the contrarian investing community. We've all been kind of sleeping a bit because really nothing has gone up a lot recently. You know, the, the levels of excitement we had a year ago, two years ago, just aren't there anymore. So you can sleep right through something like this if you're not careful. Now, for those of you who are not in this space yet but are interested or those who are interested in adding on to positions or that have some positions and want more positions, you know, what do you do? You know, we, we didn't just sit there and go to 60 and kind of hover there for a little bit. No, we ran right past it, and now we're at 66. 
do you wait for a pullback? Well, I cannot see into the future, uh, but let me go ahead and lay out this case for you. Anytime something makes a run, uh, the narratives, the same narratives pop up every time. It's like, oh, it's overbought, or there's going to be a reversion to the mean. Okay, so Forex traders, help me out on this. <laughs> you know the answer, don't you? First of all, if something is, I'm doing air quotes, overbought, it can be overbought for a very long time. And if you ask your average person, okay, why is this overbought? They will have no answer. They will stare at you blankly. They're just conditioned to see something shoot up a lot, and then a little switch goes off in their head and says, ooh, that is overbought. That's not necessarily the case. And if it is, tell me why. They can't do that. And then you have this phenomenon called reversion to the mean. Okay, so traders, we know what a reversion to the mean looks like, right? Whenever somebody talks about that, they're talking about a moving average. And if things get too far away from the moving average, then over time, things generally come back to it. Here's the thing that people don't understand. I think what they usually think is, okay, well, we went, we traveled pretty far past 60. So there's a good chance that it's going to come back to 60. Okay, sure, it might, but that's not how reversions to the mean work. Usually, if you're going up a lot, the moving average is also going up a lot. So if you're waiting for a pullback, you know, we could get a pullback right now, could go back to 60, right? But if we have a real reversion to the mean, this pullback you've been waiting for, this reversion to the mean, may turn out to be something like going from $85 down to $78. And it's like, okay, there it is. There's your pullback. That's what you wanted, right? So if I was in this position, I would just want to be historically correct. It might feel like you're FOMOing in. We might get a pullback in the price of uranium, and you might feel silly for a few months. But none of us are in this for a few months. So if you feel like you've missed the boat up until this point, well, we are finally at that point that we've been waiting for for a very long time. We are not only there, we are over $6 past it. And let me remind you once again just how tiny this market is. When it really starts to go, it's going to really start to go. And it has the potential to leave you behind in a very big way. So do with all of that information whatever you will. Now, over the course of time, we've also gone over different ways you can invest into this space, and there have been new options which have come up since we've last spoken about it. One of them is the aforementioned SPUT from Sprott. This is attempting to act like the same instrument you would see with PHYS or PSLV in the gold and silver market. You know, from what I've seen, prices have not exactly moved in lockstep with the overall spot price. But right now, between this and yellow cake, this is the closest you're going to get to an investment like that. As we've spoken about before, there are majors, there are minors, there are tiny explorers. Instead of two major ETFs, there are now three for you to choose from. Sprott has come online with a Uranium Junior Miners ETF, ticker symbol URNJ. Another option there for you. There is a royalty company here, ticker symbol UROY. And don't forget... Can't remember the episode. It was so long ago. The episode on big miners. Some of them have huge uranium exposure. I will say, the landscape here has changed recently. You need to do your research on this heavily. But just know that that option is there as well. Now, as small as this market is, what's really nice is you have a plethora of options here. 
You can choose one or you can diversify into two or three. And again, a lot of these companies have not hit their old highs yet. And even if they have, they have not gone too far past it. Now, even though I think this game is just starting for uranium, and I've said before, in this business, you can never really pop the bottle of champagne and and drink the whole bottle. Those of you who have been in this market since I brought it up back in 2020, or was it 2019? I don't recall. Anyway, maybe go ahead and pour yourselves one glass out of that bottle and enjoy it tonight. Because everybody thought we were crazy back then. But as usual, we weren't crazy. We were just early.